Welcome back to the Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Real, And today we're talking about always wanting more. Always wanting more stuff to be particular. More this, more that. You see something online, you want it, you just want more and you never seem to have enough. Enough of the right thing. Everybody always has more than you. And it's so frustrating because you just know that if you had what they had, you would be happy. Sound familiar? I've definitely thought some of these things, 100%. So I think we live in a fairly wealthy society, or at least online. Maybe not the people directly around us are we like, oh my gosh, they're so wealthy, but possibly. But the people you follow online, the people you see on social media, those people that you compare yourself to, that I compare myself to, it feels like I'm never going to have enough money in my whole life. It feels like I'm not going to have enough, like I just don't have enough money to buy all the things that I should to be living my best life possible, you know? But I want to come to you with the truth. And here is the gosh darn truth. It's a lie. It's a lie. Like we don't need all of this stuff, especially this stuff. Honestly, I'm realizing how much as I like contemplate, as I'm contemplating this episode and like even as I just started talking about this I'm really I'm realizing how much of social media is the cause of people always wanting more and feeling like they never have enough I think about my mom she's never been on social media a day in her life and she never will (laughs) like she just doesn't have time for it and she's not you know up to date on the trends she doesn't know what's in she just has what she needs and doesn't want to spend more money than would be necessary to like live a good life you know and I feel like in a lot of ways I I was raised with a very scarcity mindset around money my mom is like that she wants to spend as little as possible and we didn't grow up um, eating out a lot or like spending extravagantly or like getting a bunch of gifts or anything like that. And I'm like, as a child, that was kind of frustrating, but I'm realizing that I have inherited a lot of those traits from my mom, at least the aspects of like feeling a scarcity of money and like wanting to only buy things that are necessary. And so I want to, I want to go over some questions that I wrote down here and you can use this as kind of a self-evaluation of how you spend Um, and how, like, if you are being affected by this, you know, culture we have online of just spending, you know, TikTok shop, like, that's one thing I, like, I get so annoyed, like, for no reason. I know it's just a way to link and, like, get, you know, earn money through affiliate links, but, like, come on, can we just, like, like, I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm, like, I don't want... I don't want to buy stuff. So I was like, stop pushing this in my face to like buy more stuff. Anyway, okay, so here's some evaluating questions for you um, to ask yourself kind of about your spending habits and whatnot. And I'll, I'll kind of elaborate as needed on these questions in my experience. So first question, when you want to buy something, when you see something that you really like or you think would be super useful, the first question you should should ask yourself is do you need it? Not do you want it. Do you need this thing? One example could be 
like a pair of running shoes you don't have any tennis shoes and you you like want to start running or you need a good pair of workout shoes and like you need it it's not like I want this new thing that but I already have like 20 pairs of shoes if you have 20 pairs of tennis shoes and you see a cute pair of tennis shoes don't buy it (laughs) why are you buying unless you're getting it for free unless you're getting it for free don't buy it just right off the bat okay my personal one example this is also a shoe example but I I only have one pair of like everyday shoes and it's a problem like I have one pair of like three-year-old vans that are falling apart and just really gross and I've been trying to buy the Adidas Sambas just the white ones with the black stripes and they're sold out every five seconds So I've been trying to try to order those, but that's something that I need. Like I, I need to throw away those vans, but I've just been using them because I can't get the thing that I want and I could buy something else, but I'm, I'm just deciding to delay my gratification and just hold on until I can get the shoe that I want. Okay. So that question was, do you need it? Then secondly, do you have the funds for it? And I'm not talking credit cards and whatnot. I'm talking do you have enough money to buy this thing? And even if you have enough money, is it a wise choice? I've never been good at budgeting, but this is where a budget would come in. And kind of it ties into delayed gratification, which is the next question. Have you practiced delayed gratification? Um, and so delayed gratification is when you like w- you want something, but you have to wait for it. I think... Let me look up the proper definition. (laughs) Okay. Delay of gratification, the act of resisting an impulse to take an immediate available reward in the hope of obtaining a more valued reward in the future. So practicing delayed gratification in, in terms of like spending and shopping would be saving up for something. So say, say you don't necessarily need a thing, but you really want it. And it's something that you think would make your life better. For me, an example of this would be the Hatch Restore alarm clock. I really would love to get one. They're about $200 with like no no deals. So it's like that's the cost is like $200. And I've been wanting, like I've literally wanted one for a year, but I've put it off because I didn't feel like it was number one necessary. And number two, like I wanted a good deal on it. and I And I just didn't really need it. But I'm getting to a place where I think, It would be really useful for me to have a sunrise alarm clock as the days get, you know, darker that would help me start my day. But I'm not just going to go and like buy it tomorrow. I want to, I've been thinking about it and I want to continue to think about it and even like put some money away for it. Really evaluate yourself here. Have you done that? Are you an impulse buyer? Do you just like want something and then decide you're going to get it and you don't even check your bank account and you just like, buy something or do you wait do you wait and I'm not saying be like me and put it off for a million years because that's honestly I think a flaw a lot of times I put off buying things that I actually need and that's that's not good either but being able to be the master of your own self in terms of your spending habits and your finances is really like a really really good thing so I would make sure that that's something that you're doing and if you're not good at it then practice it could even be start out with something small another self-evaluation question 
can you stop yourself from buying something? We, th- we often throw around this term like shopaholic, like I'm a shopaholic, you know, I just can't stop myself. I'm buying all the things. But like, honestly, evaluate yourself. Are you a shopaholic? Are you addicted to shopping? And if so, how is it affecting your finances? And how can we or you, you know, practice not doing that and not being that? And how would that alleviate stress in your life and make it so that your future might be a little bit more set up than it is currently? Another big question. This is huge, guys. Are you in debt? Are you in debt right now? And how do your spending habits look while you're in debt? And is that something that needs to change? So for me, I'll tell you a little story. When I was younger, I really wanted to go to horse camp during the summer. Um, Me and my friend Lizzie, we were eight years old and um, we were going to go to this horse camp together. But the only thing is, but the only holdup was that the cost for the camp was $250. And as a little eight-year-old, I unfortunately did not have that, you know, in the piggy bank. So I sat down with my dad and we hatched out a plan that I could make this money and and go to horse camp. So back when we were young, we used what's called a hardy to heat our house, which is like an outdoor wood burning furnace. And, you know, you need wood. So during the summers, we'd stack logs and like have it ready for summer anyway, or have it ready for winter. So my dad and I decided that in order to pay for this horse camp, I could stack logs and um, that would be the job that I would do in order to earn the money. We broke it down. He said, I will pay you five cents per log that you stack. You know, we were doing the math, like how much is that? And it came out to like 500 logs. And I was like, oh my gosh, no problem. Like I can do that. You know, that's no problem. I can stack 500 logs by myself, you know, as an eight-year-old. Unfortunately, We quickly realized that we were missing a zero on the end of that, and it was actually 5,000 logs that I needed to stack. So I went to horse camp that summer, and then it wasn't until later that we started cutting, cutting down trees and, like, you know, having wood to stack. And I, when I, I was stacking logs into the winter, like, I was, I remember specifically this one day I was, I was outside, I was bundled up and there's snow on the ground and there's this pile of wood and I'm stacking it into, you know, into stacks, nice, neat stacks. And it was just me outside, like freezing. And I look and I can see inside the kitchen window, which is right, right by the outdoor hardy. And my whole family is just drinking hot chocolate inside in the warm house, just laughing and smiling. And I'm out there freezing cold. And I'm like, wasn't worth it. <laughs> that horse camp wasn't worth it. Like it it just doesn't, it doesn't feel great doing this now after the fact. And um, I, I even remember feeling like now I know what it feels like to be in debt. And I learned this lesson as an eight-year-old, like, I was indebted to my father $250 for this horse camp that he paid for, and I was having to suffer through this freezing cold winter, stacking logs by myself. Thankfully, my family also helped me sometimes, but I remember specifically, and I, and I like told this to somebody, but I'm like, 
I feel like a bird in a cage right now. Being in debt makes me feel like a bird in a cage and I just I just want to be let free. I just want to be let free from this feeling of being captured by this thing that will be held over me until I complete this task, you know? And so since then, I learned what it feels like to be in debt as a young kid and it's important to me that and I've I will say I've been very blessed in my life. My school was paid for, so I don't have any student loans. And I'm so grateful for that. And I know that not everybody can can do that um, or has that provided for them. So I am very aware and very grateful for that blessing. But if I was in debt, I know that I would do everything that I could to pay off that debt. And if you are in debt and you're buying frivolous things, might I encourage you to redirect your finances in a way that will help you moving forward. Um, Be able to not only afford things that you want, but also be free from this feeling of engagement, as my eight-year-old self would say. You know, like, just feeling like you are not free to use your money as you want to. Um, I just encourage you to do your best to not go into debt, whether it's credit card debt or anything else. And if you are, then to make sure that that's your priority over buying more stuff that's just going to sit in your house. The last question I have for you is, how can you form a better relationship with buying and spending? I think a budget is a great way to do this. And I, if you don't have one and you're You've never really had one. I'm right there with you. Like I I just did this little chase app thing set up, which has been useful, but I've never really stuck to one. And that's an area that I can use a little bit more restraint. Like if I set a number, if I'm saying like, I am only going to spend this much on food, I'm only going to spend this much on, you know, whatever, like actually sticking to that and not just brushing it off as like, oh, you know, whatever. Like I have the money so I can just buy this. Like if I... But then also understanding that I need some time to figure out how much I actually usually spend on stuff because that's something that I've always done is like under project for my spending and then I feel bad when I go over. But honestly, I'm not like overspending. I'm just, I just don't know. I didn't know how much I usually spent. But, you know, live within your means and save money and make good money choices and practice um, delayed gratification and you'll feel better about your finances. And I've, I will say, um, about a year ago, last year to honestly this summer, like almost a whole year, I went with being very stressed about money, um, because I wasn't posting on YouTube and that was my main source of income. And so I pretty much did my senior year of college, just living off of my savings And I'm very blessed that like I was able to have enough money to do that, but it made me really stressed out and I don't like feeling that way at all. Like I hate, I hate feeling stressed about money and it's taken a while for my fan. Oh my gosh. It's taken a while for my finances to build up in a way that is, feels good to me. Um, but that's been really 
nice since I've started working a full-time job, you know, um, which I'd never done before. So I, I just think making sure that you're not afraid of the situation of your finances is number one. Like, cause if you're too scared to even look at your bank account, like you've got to, you've got to go over some things. You've got to like look yourself in the mirror and be like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Am I somebody that's going to live beyond my means and be struggling continuously with my finances? Or am I going to be someone who looks at the situation in front of me and figures out how to make it work and how to do the best, you know, the best you can to make the most of your situation. And, and no matter where it's at, like, it's really incredible that we live in a day and age where you can pursue the things that you want to and oftentimes make money from it. And I'm very grateful. I've seen that firsthand and it's been wonderful. I think also having a a monetary goal is really awesome. I, I just recently put up some poster things in my bathroom that I look at every single day and it's been two or three years I guess three, like three years since I've uh, done something like this. But um, the three cards say 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, 50,000 followers on Instagram, and $30,000 in the bank. And those are some of my goals. And they are so big. And I am not really doing a ton right now to like try to pursue them. But that's something that those are some goals that I want, especially the $30,000 in the bank, that would make me feel really good. There was a time when I had a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> Not quite that much, but uh, I had about like $20,000, um, which is crazy now. Like, I'm like, holy crap. And, you know, you think like, oh my gosh, where did all of that go? Where did, literally, where did all that money go? It, uh, y- you know, I got a $10,000 breast reduction that I paid for all on my own. <laughs> and so that's where my money went. And then I didn't work for like a year. So <laughs> anyways, um, not the best uh, financial decision, but it was good for my my mind and my soul. So um, I stand by that choice. So the last thing I kind of want to say is when I was reading over my notes and thinking about this episode before I started recording, Um, I thought about a quote that I have saved to one of my Pinterest boards. It's been really eye-opening for me to read, to read this quote and think about it and I'll share it with you and then I'll kind of talk about what it means to me. The secret to having it all is believing you already do. If I believe that I already have everything I need, then I think it will not only help with my spending, But it'll also just make me a happier person. Because then I'm not always wishing that I had what other people have or that I, or thinking that I don't have enough, but I am recognizing all the things that I do have and all the blessings that I do have in my life. And that takes so much pressure off of the needing to have everything that everybody tells me that I need to have and needing to have all of the best of the best of the best that I could possibly want and need right now 
as a 21 year old you know like I often do that I often want to buy the best of something because I feel like I I don't know like it's an investment in the future I don't know and maybe some of that is true but also I'm 21 years old and I don't need to have the best of the best of the best right now I need to save money so that I can do things in the future and have freedom to choose when and where and how I want my life to go and I just know it's going to be a blessing if I I continue to try to save money and to keep an eye on spending and um, I just encourage you to do the same to evaluate what actually brings you joy and where happiness lies and if you if you are a shopaholic if you do have a shopping addiction like take them take you know take a while to evaluate that and think about the strategies maybe look some up about how you could go about fixing that and doing your best to put yourself in a good financial position so anyway I don't I mean (laughs) this was fun I haven't talked about finances on my podcast yet and I definitely would love once I get a handle I know I've already said this before once I get a handle on uh, budgeting and how I do that and just the best things and how much I spend I'm literally an open book guys so I am I am happy to share all of the things about finances honestly like I do not care I grew up in a very financially open household sometimes too much I'm like dad don't tell me that I don't want to know that but um I'm grateful for it because it allows me to not feel worried or embarrassed or like anxious about talking about money I'm happy to talk about how much I make from YouTube how much I get from sponsorships things like that um but I I mean those are kind of in the past like now I'm I'm getting a full-time salary um working a full-time salary job but yeah, I'm happy to talk about how I split that up once I figure it out. Like, I can, give me a few weeks and I'm going to figure it out and then I'll come back and talk about it with you guys. But I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you in next week's episode. Bye, guys.